Hello. I could eat about a million and a half of these. Well, nobody's perfect. Welcome to the It's a Drama podcast. My mother thanks you. If you can't say something nice. All right, Mr. DeMille, I'm ready for my close-up. Hello, Ryan. Welcome back. I'm so excited to have you back on the podcast. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> oh. wait, the first one was so well received. Oh, wait. wait. <laughs> <laughs> We've had a mass of people asking for you to come back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Craziness. So if anyone doesn't know, Ryan and I talked in the last podcast with Ryan. We talked about Ryan living in the Auckland area. If you haven't heard that podcast or watched that video, go and watch it because it's amazing. But today I was not going to let you get get away, Ryan. I just had to keep hold of you because you have got some fascinating stories about uh, an information about people, you know, uh, if you've moved from the United States to New Zealand four years ago and yeah, you've just got a wealth of, of knowledge that you very, very kindly have agreed to share with us. So Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So I'm just going to jump straight in because you're a talker and I'm a talker. (laughs) (laughs) And we could just keep going for hours and hours, me and you, couldn't we? But Ryan, the question that I get or the, 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 the perception that I get from a lot of people is that they would like to move to New Zealand, but they see the wages, whoops, they see the wages, um, you know, they Google their job and then they see the uh, job, job opportunities and they see the wages and they're like, no way. I can't take that much of a pay cut. And I just want you to talk because that was similar to your experience, wasn't it? Sure. Can you just talk about that? Sure. Um, I, I think one of the first things that I usually try to tell people when, when looking at coming over from the States is, um, first and foremost, do not convert money. Don't, don't look at the salary and say, well, if I think of it in U.S. dollars, yeah, don't do that, okay? Because um, you don't spend U.S. dollars when you're living here. <laughs> you know, you spend New Zealand dollars. Yeah. Um, so you have to kind of think in terms of absolute dollars and just say, if you know, fifty thousand U.S. dollars versus fifty thousand New Zealand dollars, that's your salary. Yeah. That's your pay. Um, the next thing I usually tell people is that online is a New Zealand tax calculator. If you Google that, it'll take it. And I can't remember the, what it is off the top of my head. That's it's, all right. I'll find it and put it in the description. Yeah it's, yeah, it's something. It's really good. I can I can always email it to you to let okay. you know which one it is. Um, but that gives you a really good indication of the exact dollars that you are going to have for, you know, your day-to-day living. Right. Um, and for Americans, that concept is alien uh, because... I know when when I first started looking around, I had a, a friend of mine that I worked with that said to me, oh, you realize that New Zealand's tax rate is so much higher and you're not going to have any money, blah, blah, blah. You know, that kind of nice positive friend. <laughs> right. And so he was just like, you got to be realistic, blah, yeah. blah, blah. So I said, okay, well, I went on. I managed to find this ta- ca- bleh, tax calculator yeah. that I was talking about. And I looked at it and I said, well, that's, that's really bizarre because it is not a lot different than my current paycheck. Okay. And I come to find out when I got here and verified that it was true. um, It's because in the U S when you have your salary and they take out line items, 
there's a bunch of them, okay? They don't just take out tax, right? They take out tax, which is at the tax rate, and then they take out stuff like Social Security, and they take out this and that, and then they take out stuff like health care and all these kind of things. Right. And at the end of the day, that number's not a whole lot different. Just in New Zealand, it's just one number. And it's already got your, here at superannuation, not social security, right? It's already got healthcare and it's already got all that stuff built in. Yeah. So that's all that comes out of your paycheck. And Americans are so used to being nickeled and dimed that they're, they're, at least this was for me. I was always looking and going, where else are they going to take my money? Right. Because it's a very American thing, right? When when I go in and I say, I'm going to get a phone plan, and they tell me, well, your phone plan is going to be $49.99. And I go, great. And my first bill is 60-something. And I go, well, that doesn't make any sense because they're adding all these extra fees and the yeah. taxes and all the other yeah. stuff. Yeah. And all of that is built into the pricing here. Which is the same as UK, right? Yeah, yeah. And um, it's, it's like you say, even when you go to the shopping, you know, when you go to the supermarket in America and you're like, oh, that's not bad, four ninety nine, And then it adds tax on that on top of that, doesn't sure. it? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And depending on where you live will depend on how much tax. Oh, know? really? It's not just one thing across, across no, the United States? No, each state has a different oh. sales tax rate. <laughs> and each state has an income tax rate um, because you can have federal taxes – and you can have state income taxes. Um, and depending on where you live, you can have local tax as well. Right. So here there is just essentially the way Americans would think of it. There's a federal tax. That's your income tax. And that's it. That one number that comes out. And when you account for the fact that superannuation works a lot differently than Social Security, Mm. Um, because in the U.S., Social Security is purely based on how much money you have put into the system. And then they determine, they use some fancy calculation to determine how much money they're going to give you, as opposed to a superannuation where it's more based on cost of living. Right. Right. And so when you think about those things and say, oh, so there's there's a whole lot more social safety nets. When I'm old, I'm going to get more money being here and paying into this system than I would be if I were in the States. And then you think about the the whole healthcare system and how that all works. Yeah. And you say to yourself, wow, I so there's not a whole lot of other payouts. So that one number that comes out is a very broad range of things that you get for that. That's a really, really good point. Because I know that you said to me, without going too personal, but I know you said to me you took like a 30% wage cut, didn't you, when you came to New Zealand? But you've actually saved, what what is it you said? You've Yeah, yeah. Well, I took, I mean, I think I personally took maybe a 10%. All right. But my wife, um, because she's a school teacher, she hadn't gotten all of her school stuff um, set up because the, the whole NZQA process takes a while um, to verify your credentialing. And it's, it's one thing that does all the credentialing like in the whole country. So it, it can take a little bit of time. So she took some jobs making a bit less than she would. Um, 
So our total combined income was probably uh, as a household income, I think probably we dropped 30 to 40% right. when we first moved here. And that frightens some and people when they think about that, doesn't it? It does. You know? And if and if you if you translate it into US dollars, you look at it as an even further drop, right? Mm. But we found like when she was here, she did a couple of little short, you know, part-time jobs that equated to almost full-time work. And she was working at, I think, just over minimum wage. But minimum wage is at the time, I think it was between 15 and 17 or something like that. So she cobbled together a couple of part-time jobs and still managed to make 30 plus thousand a year mm. all of a sudden. And you're going, oh, wait, you can do that? You yeah, know, <laughs> because yeah. you're not concerned about, again, the healthcare thing, which is always a big thing in the States, right? Um, so you just look at these things and you go, oh, you can do that, you know? And we found that we actually saved more money even though we were making less money. That's, that's bizarre, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It was very strange because we looked around and we went, I don't understand. Food's more expensive, you know, housing costs in comparison to the U.S. If, if looking at absolute dollars, you're still going, well, this is more expensive and that's more expensive. And you go, well, eating out is more expensive. But then you start realizing, is eating out that much more expensive? I know. Um, I know. When you, when you consider, you know, you know, I, I look at, you know, the U S where I could get, okay, here's a $10 hamburger at this restaurant. Okay. Oh, but then we got sales tax. Yeah. And I lived in an area that was near, near 10% sales tax. So that $10 burger is $11. And now I have to pay probably a 20% or so tip. So that $10 burger is now about 13 or so dollars. And that same equation goes in with the other stuff you buy. Yeah. And you go, or I go down to the pub down here and I can get a $15 burger. Mm, and and it's, that's it. That's the price, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. You walk in, you say, I want my $15 burger. Your bill is $15. Yeah. 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 Right. And I found that the quality of food is significantly better here. So I go, okay. Yeah. So I'm paying an extra $2. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's really not that big of a difference. And and that's just been mostly my experience. Yeah. And and also like it's funny how you say about the um, you know, how you, you keep comparing it because when we first came here, I would constantly I I did that thing where it's like, well, that's two pounds fifty, I'm not paying that, you know, and it'd be like, <laughs> oh, that's ten pounds. But actually, and I was convinced that you, the UK, well, where we lived in England, I was convinced and Literally, I truly believed that it was much cheaper to eat out in the UK than it was in New Zealand. And then a couple of years ago, we went back to, to England for, for a holiday. And I think, I, I don't know, we went out for a coffee and a sandwich and it came to like £8, which to me would be like, oh, it's only £8. But actually, that's that's $16, you know, and yeah. you can get a lot for lunch in New Zealand for $16. So, it, yeah. yeah, absolutely. It's weird yeah. how you do that. You keep converting it back, you know? Yeah. And, and the only reason to convert, in my opinion, is if you're when you're bringing money in or sending money out. Yeah. You yeah. know, if I were earning U.S. dollars. I might do the conversion or if I had to make us payments. Yeah. Um, Cause one of the things we did was we made sure we paid off all of our debt. Well, in the before States you left because, the, yeah. Before you left the States. Yeah, yeah. Because we knew if we were going to be making less 
you know, dollar for dollar, doing that conversion, all of a sudden that payment does go up. Um, so we just said, no, let's get rid of all of our debt. Let's let's pay that off so that we can go and not have to spend US dollars yeah. on stuff. Yeah. And I just want to talk to you about the healthcare system because in the United States, Honestly, I mean, yeah, well, you're going to tell me, but I just remember we had like a guest come over from New York, uh, uh, Rochester, and he was telling us that he was paying like five, how much was it, Brian? About 500 a month, was it? Or? He was paying more than that. I yeah. Mean, he was paying $3,000 a month for a family of six. $3,000 a month? $3,000 a month for a family of six on healthcare? That, that's a lot. I mean, even for me, I'd look at that and go, that's... That's pretty high. I'm guessing they had very little deductible. There's, <laughs> there's always a calculation in your brain. Um, it, in the U.S., you kind of have to be an amateur lawyer, an amateur doctor, and an amateur accountant. Okay, you have to be able to at least be able to do some, something on those yeah. if you don't want to be, you know, ridiculous about things. Um, with, but with the healthcare system, there's there's so many different avenues. It's, it's not, I I could talk for hours on this um, because I've worked, I worked in both sides of the healthcare industry in the U S because I lived, I was living in Nashville and worked for a bunch of healthcare providers and I worked in insurance. Right. Um, So I'm, I'm fascinated by the whole thing um, because it's horribly broken. Um, Mm. So, here, um, I like to tell people about our first encounter with the New Zealand healthcare system, and that w- that involved my daughter. Um, when we, I think we were here a month or two months, and she was across the street jumping on the neighbor's trampoline. Yeah, and they had forgot to zip the bottom of the net. Somehow, she managed to fall and roll in the perfect way to go under the little, where the zipper was supposed to be zipped. She slid down. She hits her head on concrete. Okay. We hear her screaming from across the street. We go running, of course, and we get her and there's like blood coming out of the back Mm. of her head. Mm. And as Americans, I swear, both my wife and I had, and I had the thought of, it's probably not that bad. She'd probably be okay if we don't take her to the doctor. There's this welt developing on the back of her head. There's blood coming out. And our first thought was, should we fight? If you dream of moving to New Zealand, then you are going to love what I'm about to share with you. 12 years ago, when me and Bri emigrated to New Zealand, we were scouring the internet, trying to find any information that we could about what our life would be like when we got here. And basically all we had was YouTube. So we made this vow. We said, when we get to New Zealand, we're going to create something that we can share with others that answers those questions that you're so desperate to know about. Like, what is your life going to be like when you get here? And that's what I'm here to offer you today. We have created a five-day free, absolutely free video guide that shows you what it's really like to live in New Zealand. This stuff is unique and it is 
fabulous. You are not going to find it anywhere else on the internet. And like I say, it's absolutely free. You'll be sent a video every day for five days and you will know what it's like in New Zealand. So if you are interested, head over to my blog, which is www.itsadrama.com slash I love NZ. You are going to love it. She'd probably be okay if we don't take her to the doctor. There's this welt developing on the back of her head. There's blood coming out. And our first thought was, "Eh, she'll be fine. Why? Because Because, (laughs) because healthcare is so expensive Uh. that you have to start weighing, is it worth the several thousand dollars this is probably going to cost me? So... We call up the free health line where you talk to an actual nurse and the nurse, I'm sure the nurse thought we were ridiculous for even asking the question of what do you think we should do? Okay. It's like your child has a head wound that she is bleeding. Um, So we're like, oh, fine, we'll take her. So we go through this process that involves my wife going to, you know, kind of one of those little emergent care kind of places, but they were closing. So then took an ambulance to the hospital and I just, she would call me up and give me, you know, here's what's going on. And I just kept thinking, how much is this going to cost me? <laughs> I mean, an ambulance that's going to cost, that might be a thousand dollars. So we go through this whole process. And by the time all is said and done, we got we got this bill in the mail, and it was for the whole thing. She was with the doctor for hours. They had to watch her. She ended up having a concussion. And we got this little thing that said, well, it should cost you $50, but ACC kicked in because it was an accident, so it cost you nothing. Oh, brilliant. Yeah. And first off, we were like, what is ACC? <laughs> like, why are they paying our bills? Um <laughs> You know, so so just to have that experience and go, okay, 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 wait, this cost us nothing, you know? And so we looked into it and, you know, you find that children up until the age of, um, and I still don't know what it is. I, I, I want to say it's around 12, 13. Yeah, I think it's 12 or 13. It might even yeah, be older they, than that. Yeah, they cost nothing. No. Going to the doctor, prescriptions. Yeah, yeah. Nothing. Did it, you know, did, did, it had, the, did, did it say on the did it say on the did it say on the bottom of your bill? P.S. We've spoken to the nurse. Shame on you, Daddy. Yeah, <laughs> should have absolutely should have. Um, yeah, it's it's so crazy. I've I've taken I've taken the kids to a couple of specialists nowadays. You know, in the last four years, right? You, that happens sometimes with kids, and it's nothing. And it's just it's still just breaks my head so even for a specialist they don't charge uh, no not for children really i didn't know that. i'm sure i'm sure if you pushed and tried to get to see a specialist that your doctor didn't justify or something like that yeah you know it's that's amazing it's just like in the states where you go through your gp right yeah you just kind of go through and say yeah what do you think and then they'll say yeah you probably should yeah um you know and but yeah it didn't cost you know, my, my son went to see, I think, a, an ear specialist um, down in the CBD. And it was like, nothing. Cost oh, us nothing. That's great, isn't it? That's um, absolutely great. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and then when I look at my own bills, 
that's yeah. that's also significantly different. And I know I when we I, I told you this before when we were chatting, but we when we took when we were when the kids were small, we went to Vegas on holiday, and I've never ever forgotten this. And literally, it just. Yeah, we went to Vegas on holiday and we were staying in this really nice hotel and it had, you know, well, like Vegas where they have the win- big windows overlooking. Yeah. And I think Tess was about six or seven, something like that. And she ran to the window. It was dark and she ran to the window to look at the fountains and the lights and she oh, yeah. slipped and hit her chin on the win- on the window ledge and her tooth went through her lip. And, and same like, you know. <sighs> I, I'm like the opposite to you, right? And I was like, oh my God, you know, get her to the hospital. And we phoned down to the reception in the hotel thinking that they were going to say, you know, oh, Mrs. Deacle, don't worry. We'll have someone up there, you know, stretch her like, you know, and bring yeah. her down. And they went, okay, we'll be with there in a, in a moment. And we're like, the, you know, like you say, loads of blood and Tessa's screaming and I'm crying. Oh, yeah. And, and do you know what, Ryan? I opened the door and there was two guys in a suit and a woman in, you know, in, with a clipboard and a pencil, you know, and a pencil. And they just, they didn't even look at Tessa. They just said, can we just ask you a few questions? And <laughs> all they wanted to know was like whether we were going to sue them, basically. It was sure. horrible. It was horrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, it, it, it brings to mind that same situation that, that you know, Millie falling out of the... Um, falling out of the trampoline because my, the other thoughts that we had had to do with costs. And in the States, we would look at that and go, okay, it happened in our neighbor's yard. So the neighbor is now liable for the things that happen in their yard. So even though it's my child on their trampoline, (sighs) they are technically liable. So I could go and whatever the cost was, I could go and say, you should pay part of this. Because it happened on your property. But would you do that? Would you would you do that? Do people do people actually do that? Oh, oh, people do it all the time. I don't I don't know that do I could, but it's very I mean, there are yeah, it, you can actually look for stories in out of the US. Um well making sure I didn't hit my button. Um in, in the US of stuff like um somebody broke into somebody's house yeah. and got locked in their garage. And or like broke their leg while breaking into someone's houses. And that person oh. whose house they broke into still was liable. Oh no. <laughs> for, for some of that stuff. It's I mean crazy. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, that's it's why not many not many people will in the States will have stuff like trampolines. They're all over the place here. Yeah. But in the States you wouldn't have it because if some if some stranger decided to walk into your backyard bounce on your trampoline and they fell off and hurt themselves, you'd be liable. Even if you didn't know they were even there. That is crazy. Yeah. It's why people build fences around their pools, um, you know, and that kind of stuff, because you, you recognize you're liable for all those healthcare costs that could happen. I know when so, we went to yeah. Florida, we went to Florida to see Bry's brother and we were driving along in the car and there was some kids on a scooter, like cycling, you know, scooting along. And we, we wound down the windows and we were like going, go on, boys, go on, do it. Like, you know, and Bry's brother said, don't shout anything out the window. Don't, don't do that. Put the window up and stop it. Like, you know, and we're like, you know, I don't know. It just feels like you can't say anything to people or, you know, why, why couldn't you do that? I don't know whether. Yeah. Maybe he thought yeah, they were going to get a gun and shoot us or something. <laughs> well, and, and you always just have to be conscious because everything you say is is just potential for somebody to 
to try to sue you on something. I mean, it's, it's just a very litigious culture. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the, the first company I worked for was, um, we did software for law firms in the U S and I remember trying to explain to a, a lot of my coworkers, um, just various experience I'd had in the States and then just go, Oh yeah. Cause you got to watch out. If you do this, then you could do that and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And there were people just going like, how can you live through that? I mean, how, how do you deal with the stress yep. that comes from living in the U S and they were just, I, I, I'd lose my mind. It's like, mm. it's, it's not abnormal, <laughs> you it- know, in the U S to lose your mind. <laughs> even in the you know even where we lived in Bath I've talked about this before but you know you'd be it got to the point where you were too scared to you know like I'm not, I'm not saying like beep you know like beeping your horn but it got to the point or it's it certainly when we were there 12 years ago it was at that point where you didn't you know and not I, you didn't like beep someone to say, you know, what's, what are you doing? Like, you know, like you used to be able to just do that. No, I'm not talking like road rage and I'm not talking like being sure. aggressive, but literally now just, like my- hey, you cut me off. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just know, like, just, you know, like, yeah. yeah, you always used to do that. Didn't you? Well, we always used to do it. And my brother was yeah. in the police and he just said, don't do that. Do not do that to people. He said, because they could have, you know, they could come after you. They could have, oh, it's like, oh, it's just, I know it's, you shouldn't go around beeping people, but I don't know. It's just- so, but you're right. Yeah. And then when you live somewhere that doesn't have that, you know, that aggression and that fear all the time, it just, your, your stress levels just lower, don't they? And it's just. Oh, that absolutely. Mm. You know, I, I like to, I like to tell people about my, you know, my various encounters with the police in the U.S. Oh, go on, know, go on. Where, where I joke about stuff like, I said, look, I am, I'm the picture of like average white dude, right? In the U.S., and I, and I grew up in and around Baltimore city. And there was one point where friends of mine, I think there were four of us in the car when we were teenagers and it was probably, you know, midnight or so. I think we had been somewhere, saw a movie or something coming home. My friend gets pulled over and he's driving. I'm in the passenger seat and he starts shuffling around in the glove compartment looking for his wallet because he's got to get his license and registration. And I just kept going. I, I have my hand on the on the on the front, just going, put your hands away, put your hands away, put your hands away. Yeah. No, don't just put your hands on the oh, steering wheel. Yeah. He's like, oh, I've got to get this, I've got to. And all of a sudden, there were flashlights on either side of the car oh. and guns drawn on us. And, and here we are just four just teenagers. A couple in the of car kids. Going, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Were you really but, scared? Well, I, I think was I was less so um, mostly because, um, I mean, you, you can have lots of conversations around this, but I also acknowledge the fact that I am white. Okay. So, you know, knowing all the stuff that goes on in the States mm. um, with, with Black Lives Matter and all that my perspective is going to be way different. So mm. I didn't think that they were legitimately going to shoot me. Right. Um, okay. As long as we, Still as long scary, as we did though. what they told us. Yeah. It's scary, but at least you have that moment of going, if I do what they say, they won't shoot me. Yeah. Yeah. You well, know, that's, that's been my experience. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just funny to, to have that. I mean, I lived in a house one time in Nashville and I, and I just heard screaming out my back window and I was like, well, that's weird. So I look out and I see several police officers with guns drawn at the house behind me. And I just went, 
I'll go uh, watch TV in the basement right now. You know, it's like it's underground. Oh. I won't get shot. You know, it's it's just the way you have to think. See, I think I'd, I think and, I'd be the one that would be like at the curtains like that and just get, and end up getting <laughs> shot because I'm so nosy. Oh, yeah. 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 And, it, and you learn not to be. I mean, yeah, just in most yeah. US cities, you just learn yeah. not to be. It's, it's like I'm just going to go downstairs because I don't want to get shot. Yeah. You know what? When you, Whenever I talk to Americans, I, I, I realise what a sheltered life I've had because, honestly, like you telling me that about the trampoline and stuff, it's like, I can't, I, I, you, you can't believe that, that that goes on, you know, and just people saying about, yeah. the, oh, anyway, yeah. It's just, it's very, it's very different. It is, um, yeah. You just yeah. grow accustomed to it. I mean, even within the country, there are areas that, you know, are better than others. Um, when I was growing up, Baltimore and Washington, D.C., really close to each other, they were both kind of um, in the U.S. in the 90s. Those two in Detroit were kind of the three murder capitals of the U.S., right? They were the, uh, per capita, they were the, some of the highest rated mm-hmm. cities. So you just got used to it. You know, it was, you, you'd listen to the news and somebody was shot mm-hmm. every day. It wasn't it wasn't if someone, it was how many. Um, and even when I moved to Nashville, I remember experiencing I think somebody early on had gotten shot and it was like this big news story. I was like, it's just one guy, mm. you know? And, and, and that was one of those moments where I went, Oh, I am way too desensitized, you know, yeah. to, to that style yeah. of life. But if and, you're, if but you're it, used to it, then, you know, if it's happening every day, then you would become accustomed to it, wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's kind of sad in a lot of ways, it is, but it's, yeah. it's a reality of how human beings cope. Right. Mm. <laughs> so. Right. So let's move on to the, so you've said about the wages and like the, the, the healthcare is just huge, isn't it? What about the housing? It's, how did you find the it's housing? Massive. Um, from where I was living, the housing is more expensive. In New Zealand? Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, now, looking at it and there's areas in the u.s that are relatively comparable um to auckland but for the most part um from an actual housing expense you have to expect that your housing expenses in new zealand are something like 40 to 50 percent of your wages i think it's i think it's gotten to be about that high Mm. um and you have to understand that that is normal it's scary on paper, <laughs> you know, yeah. um, but you start to recognize that that is your biggest expense and that is your primary expense. Everything else just, um, like we said, you know, your, your food's probably technically a little more expensive when you go through the stores. Mm. Um, some I, of don't, that is I don't think, I don't think you're talking masses though, are you? Certainly no, not from no. the UK. Especially not, and especially not having conversations with my parents here recently, um, talking about the inflation rate and everything um, and how expensive food has gotten in the States. Um, But it's not, you're not talking a massive difference. And then, you know, kind of as we talk about, GST is included in the price. Mm. Mm. So, you know, that's another thing that Americans are kind of trained to do of looking at something and going, Okay, this four ninety nine item is actually going to be you know four fifty or four forty or whatever the mm. rate is in your specific area, um, or four ninety nine. I should have said five something or but mm. either way, um, you know you're just 
trained to think in terms of how much is the sales tax, mm. um, since most states have it. That's how your brain automatically processes things. So when you go up to the register and that doesn't happen, mm. you you know it's it's a reprogramming. You know, it's another one of those reprogramming things that you have to do as an American yeah. in yeah. New Zealand. <laughs> I think I think coming from the UK, I think it's it, it's I want to say it's easier to adjust because we have free healthcare in the UK. You know, we have mm-hmm. uh, we everything's included in the price in our food, so we don't yeah. have that to think about. Um, yeah, so it's probably I can see why uh, uh, you know people coming from the United States find it so much harder to adjust. Yeah, yeah. There's there's so much of that goes on in your brain, and you're always thinking. Um, for me, I spent a lot of time saying, "What's the catch?" Yeah. In my brain, um, and I kept kind of going like, "I don't. Why are you doing that?" You know, mm-hmm. and um, what are you I after? Remember, <laughs> yeah. What what's going on? I mean, it took me a while. <laughs> I'm so used to, let's say, cost of uh, meds. Okay, mm. um, I've got I've got allergies and asthma and this kind of stuff that I I take meds to to maintain. And just to think about a the the cost of meds in the United States, you know, is significantly different. So for me, a lot of our cost savings, I'm going to tell you, in my family, huge cost savings were healthcare. I mean, that was huge because once I figured out that each one of my prescriptions is $5 and that's $5 for a three month supply of something. Yeah. Because I remember getting something that they were like, oh, you've got a couple repeats. And I'm like, okay. And if I'd forget to fill them, I would be like, I don't care. That's, you know, I just didn't have to spend the money. That's great. And then it was like, oh no, your repeats are free. Wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) You didn't tell me that. Um, so now I'm now I've like I put it on my calendar because I still think I need to like hoard my medication mm. um, for if I have less money because um, there were times where I remember having to pay out of pocket for one of my asthma uh, my one of my inhalers inhalers yeah and it was it was something like three hundred and fifty dollars <gasps> out of pocket That's you know because. Yeah. And even when I had insurance, it still ended up being between maybe fifty, sixty dollars. Um, so I probably spent just on myself, probably between sixty and seventy dollars a month on um in in meds. Hmm. That's just greedy, and that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and now to go, I spend about fifty or sixty dollars a year. <laughs> you yeah, know? So yeah. the, these kind of things are 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 massive differences to a, to think about. Yeah. What about what about utility bills like gas bill and electric and things like that? How does that compare? Hang on, just just stop um, a minute. Just stop a minute, Ryan, because I can hear a clicking. Can you hear that? No, it's just when I'm talking. I'm wondering what can you hear that? No, is it this? No, just like a clicking noise. No, I don't. I wonder if it's me just, just, just hitting something. I'm just worried. I'm just okay. Okay. Do I do I need to clap now if I'm going to go on again, bro? No. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. So. No. No. No worries. So the utility bills. Okay. So, utility bills. Um. I. I found this particularly interesting because at least in the area of Auckland that we live in, 
There's not a lot of houses with central heating and air conditioning. Right. Okay. So the electric bill, for example, I think per wattage hour or whatever is more expensive. But my utility bills, my electric tends to still be cheaper um, just because of the idea that we're not constantly running something, heating, air conditioning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point, yeah. Um, Yeah, so even in the wintertime when you would normally, you know, when there's snow on the ground in the States, you got to have the heat going in the whole house. Uh, But here there's, there's a lot, uh, it's, it's different heating. And that's another whole thing to get used to um, (laughs) where our entire top floor has nothing. We have no heating, no air conditioning, nothing. Mm. Um, And that's where all the bedrooms are. Do you want me to send Brian out to have a word with you? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He does eating in case you don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no, trust me. Uh, you know, next time you're up. Um, we, we don't have a real great location for anything on the top floor. So we may have somebody come in at some point. But for the most part, we've got it in the main living area. And that's that's where we use it if we need it. Um, but, you know, like I say, if, if it's a sunny day, the house is warm. Yeah. We're all right. You know, we, yeah. we have little like space heaters for the bedrooms and turn them on really low just really to kind of get the chill out of the air. Hmm. Um, so little things like that. But we just uh, find we don't. You don't use as many things. No, no. You don't, and, well, you don't have to put you don't have to put the iron on because you don't need to iron your clothes in New Zealand. <laughs> <laughs> don't need to dry no, your nobody, hair. <laughs> yeah, nobody cares. No. Um, and, and I think that's, you know. Uh, in America, um, we're so used to kind of what I would consider the Amazon effect, where we buy a lot of stuff that we don't need just yeah. because it's easy and convenient. And you you recognize quickly in New Zealand that nothing is easy and convenient when it comes no. to purchasing things, you know, um, besides <laughs> your essentials, you know. So you kind of don't, you don't continue with that kind of extreme consumerism. Yeah. I mean, you can try, but it's going to, yeah, it's going to frustrate you a whole lot. Good luck with um, that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. So I, I totally find, agree. Yeah. 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 You just find you just do, you do with less. Yeah, you do. You, know? you do. And, and you realize what's important, don't you? And it's just yeah, having all the, like you say, a wardrobe full of clothes. Well, what's the point? You know, it's just... That's how I felt anyway. Yeah. You know, when we were in the UK, we would shop so much, you know, spend every Saturday going shopping. And here, I can't remember the last time I went shopping for clothes. Like, you know, poor old Bri. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you about while we were on the houses, do you pay capital gains tax in, in America, in the US? Um, capital gains is, yeah, that's always fun. Um, it It depends on what you do with it. What um, you do with your if, property or... Yeah, if you have the house, um, I I spend some time in the mortgage industry in the U.S. So if you, let's say, sell a house, normally if you sell it for significantly more than you bought it for, you might have to pay capital gains. But you don't if you put it into your next house, for example. Right. Okay. I'm with you. Yeah. Right. So there's, there's, there's ways around it. Yeah. So um, if you bought a house and you did it up and you made like two, 200,000 profit and then you just thought, oh, well, I, I'm just going to sit in a field with my 200,000, then you would get taxed on that money. Um, 
potentially. Yeah. Now, there's some people that would say, well, it's only 200,000. I can probably get away with not declaring it. (laughs) Oh, I like it. (laughs) Okay, let's not go there. (laughs) That's the whole difference in the U.S. tax system, right? It it goes along with what I was talking about at the beginning, where the idea that you could have, you could know what number your taxes are going to be. Yeah. Before the week, you know, before the year is is over. Yeah. um, Because it is just standard. Everything is just super standard here. Everything's super easy from a tax perspective and all the stuff that Americans think think about with taxes, I won't say don't exist um, because they do on some level. Um, But for the average person, it's, it's not really a thing. Mm. Um, If you, if you donate money to charities and such, you don't, in the States, you would try to take that off of your income so that you're taxed at a lower rate. Yeah, yeah, I understand. Yeah. You know, whereas here, it's just you do your income separately. And then if you give money at the end of the year or whatever, you just declare, hey, here's the documentation I have. And they say, great, we'll write you a check for a third of it. Or I shouldn't yeah. even say write checks because nobody uses checks in this country, um, <laughs> which is something Americans need to learn. No checks. Well, not to use checks. Um, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. Um it's really but funny because down at our local uh, our local ga- garage, you know, gas station, petrol station, there's a big sign on the wall that says um, something like, we only accept checks if we know you and trust you. Or, you know, just something like, uh, something like <laughs> and if we don't and it bounces, then do not think that you're going to get away with it. And it's just like this big, long thing about checks. <laughs> it's so funny. Well, it's, it's, I... I don't think I've ever seen anybody in this country write a check. No. I, I don't. I love it checks. Happen. It's great when you've got a check. In. <laughs> yeah, well, when you used to get a check in the post, it was so nice, wasn't it? You know? I like yeah, it. I, I mean, it, it was nice for the time, but nowadays I like to be able to look at my bank account and go, oh, it's already there. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't have to Aww. wait for it to process or anything. <laughs> Yeah, can you yeah, can the, you just whole, talk to me? Can you talk to me for a minute about mortgages? What what what? what how does that work? You know, like what's okay. the what's the difference? Is it easier to oh. get a mortgage in New Zealand, or is it easier to get a mortgage in the USA? I'm I'm going to answer that question in a slightly different way, and I'll explain why. It's easier to buy a house in the United States. Right. The whole getting a mortgage is different in the sense that um, here you have to put money down. Um, and for the most part, your minimum is 10%. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's supposed to be 20, but you can still work at a slightly higher interest rate for 10% mortgage. Um, so in that sense, in the States, it's easier to go, I can, I can work this mortgage and I can get a hundred percent financing. Or, um, if you go, what's called like FHA, you can even go 103% if it's like the only house you, you own. Right. Um, so from that sense, it's easier, but in the sense of, um, the mortgage side of things, I found it easier here. Okay. Why? Uh, be- because 
because the, there's not as much paperwork. Um, it's, it tends to be pretty clean where you just kind of go, look, I make this much money and they look and go, yeah, you do. And they can look and they go, yeah. Okay. Since everything is so automated here, it's a whole lot easier to compare things. Yeah. You're not spending all this time getting all this paperwork from the 12 different places and try to prove that you can pay this loan. Okay. Mm -hmm. Everything here is, oh, just give me a printout of your latest you know, or email me that statement, you know, email yeah. me this. And so it's just nice to get all the stuff nice and easy. And um, once I found out that you actually like negotiate your rate every year, which is foreign um, because when I was working in the U S adjustable rate mortgages, which most of the world uses. Yeah. Americans are like, oh, how could you do an adjustable rate mortgage? Because they think in terms of the U.S.'s adjustable rate mortgages, which usually looks like this. For three years, you're going to get this really, really nice interest rate. And then we can we can kick it in whatever direction, depending on, you know, the um, depending on the LIBOR or whatever. You know, I'm not going to go into too many technical details. Mm. There's a governmental number, right? Um, So based on that, we will determine how much you're going to pay. We get to decide. Yeah. Yeah. What that number is. Yeah. Right. So we'll start you off at, let's say, 3%. And then we're going to look and, oh, the library's jumped up. So now we're going to jump you up to, let's say, 6%. Yeah. Oh, and the following year, that's jumped up again. So now I'm going to jump you up to... Eight or nine percent, you know. Yeah. And the bank does it. The bank determines everything, and the bank is the one that has like all the power. Um, I know a lot of people that, you know, essentially had to get rid of their homes because those adjustable rate mortgages adjusted yep. so much higher that their payments doubled, mm-hmm. or you know, and they just couldn't afford their homes anymore. And that was part of what happened, you know, back in what's it twenty six, you know. 2006. Um, so here it's, it's, here's your interest rate in a year. We'll talk. Let's mm-hmm. say you, you, you do a year at that rate and then you talk and they go, okay, so it's now time for us to discuss your interest rate. You're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I, we talk about this. So <laughs> then it becomes a conversation that says, here's the different things that we have. And, Oh, we noticed that you're now at, you know, the 80% equity mark, right? You no longer have whatever. And so, oh, we'll give you, we'll give you a, a, a lowering of your interest rate. You right. know, I don't have to ask for that. I don't have to force them to do these things. I don't have to try to pull teeth in order to get that to happen, hmm. you know? And then we just, we just refied this house with another bank and the idea that the bank gave us money at settlement is strange. Mm. Okay. That they say, here's this lump sum of money. And I was like, well, why are you giving me this? (laughs) You know, it's like, well, you're, you're, you're with our bank now. So we're going to give you this money to help you pay the lawyer fees and this and that. And I was like, why are you paying me this money? I still don't understand. Um, but did they just put it on your mortgage or it would you can um but they'll just put it in your bank account 
you know. What do you mean? I don't understand. Where did the money come from? The bank. So they lent you the money, like up front. Well, they they didn't just give it you. Well, no, they lent us the mortgage, right? Yes. That's what they did. They said, okay, we're going to do this mortgage. And then because this is your mortgage, once you settle with us and sign all the paperwork, we're going to put like $3,000 in your bank account. What, just like as a present or? Yeah. They said, because (laughs) you're going to go with us. As long as you have your loan with us. I know. They were like, as long as you have your loan with us for the next three years, here's your money. Why did um, I not know about because, that? Yeah. Well, why didn't I know? Um, yeah. you know, and and a lot of it boils down to the fact that here banks make their money by servicing loans. Right. In the States, that's not always true. A lot of them get their money by selling your loan to somebody else who services it. Okay. And since since the money they get is from servicing your loans, they want you to stay. And so they do they give you incentives to stay. So it puts slightly more power in, you know, the borrower's hands, mm. right? Mm. And it just, it, it's just a little extra thing that just tells you, oh, I live in New Zealand. You know, it's just mm. a little different to kind of go, huh? Which, of course, in my brain is, well, how are they screwing me? <laughs> there's got to <laughs> be a different way. <laughs> what's the catch? But, yes, there's always, that, that is always in my brain is what's the that catch? Fascinating. I, I think we're yeah. going to have to, I think we're going to have to do part two because there's just, uh, honestly, I didn't know that. And it's just, yes, yeah, you've got lots of, yeah. th- lots yeah. of things to share. Um, Brian has just written down, ask about the cars. So what just like, the, yeah, what cars, how, was it easier to drop, buy a car? Is that what you would think? It was like, what, was it easier to buy cars in the U uh, yes. in the, in New Zealand? Yeah. I think that that goes with the, the, how quick the automation is where it comes to um, we just recently sold a car, you know, so we did what everybody does and goes to trade me. Um, Cause yeah. they sell everything on the world is sold on trade me. Um, <laughs> and we put a car up and, and eventually somebody came out and test drove the car and they decided they wanted to buy it. So, okay. We negotiated a price. The entire process took, took place, you know, in my driveway where he said, how much? And we said, okay. So we, so we came up with a number and he gets on his phone, he gets on his bank and he says, I'm going to transfer this amount of money to this person. And I look over and he, he hits send and he says, look, this is what I did. And I look at it and go, okay, it'll probably be in there tomorrow. And okay. So then I get on my little website, the government's website that says I'm selling this car to this person. Okay. I hit okay. They get on there and say, hey, I'm that person buying the car from Brian. Oh, wow. Great. Hit okay. That was it. Yeah. The license plates go with the car, not the person. Because um, I know, you know, in the States, it's it can take days to get this processed because I've got to get the little piece of paper that says, I own this car. And I sign that piece of paper and I have to go to the government building yeah. and I have to take my license plates and I have to turn those in one place, go to another place, hand in that piece of paper so that they can reprint it to say the other person owns this car and that they have to go and they have to get license plates specifically for that car and that person. Yeah. And then they go and they do their <laughs> thing. And it's just this whole process. And then, of course, I have to declare it because 
I on the government paperwork, I say I sold it for this amount of money so that they can get taxed from me at the end of the year because that's taxed as income. Right. Yeah. You know, and here it's just very much like, no, Steve bought the car. I'm like, <laughs> yep. Thanks, Steve. I love it. I love it. It's so ahead of its time, isn't it? People that people tend to think, oh yeah, New Zealand, we've done a podcast about this. Is it behind the times? It's way, way ahead of its time, isn't it, to the rest of the it, world? It absolutely is. I, I one of one of my Kiwi buddies said it best when he said, We don't get things quickly. But when we do, we get the best mm. because it's already been tested by all these other countries or yeah. it's been tested by all these other areas. So once we get it, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, people don't realize that for speed of internet, New Zealand is one of the top countries. Mm. Yes, it I is. Mean, yeah, we've talked about that. It's true. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense because here we are at the end of the, we are literally at the end of the internet. Yeah. Um, but somehow we have really great speeds and we've got really great internet. Have you, have you, seen, have you seen that thing, Ryan, in the sky where, what is it, Brian, the thing that, pardon? Oh, the, like the Google balloons or whatever? Yeah. The, is it, are they Google balloons where they're just like, there's a line of them going through the or sky at night? Starlink. Starlink, is it? Yeah. He's saying Starlink. Okay, star, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, weird. Yeah, it's just like floating in a I know. You know? <laughs> it's, it's fascinating. It's what? It's available in New Zealand for $160 a month. Oh, it's available in New Zealand for $160 a month, Brian's saying. So you should have spoke to Brian about this because I don't know anything about that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's just that fascinating thing of, of of coming in here and just going, everything is just so simple so, and I know. so automated. I know. It's easy. That's what I think too. Yeah. It's easy. And that's... The, and that just seems to be the goal of yeah. let's just not complicate things. Yes. There's, I, I, I find all the government, the, the private public partnerships that happen in New Zealand, there's not a lot of big government buildings, for example, right? Mm. It's like if I wanted to, when I came to get my license for New Zealand, I just had to bring my U.S. license that said I've been driving for a while and I took it to, you know, AA. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I know. How easy you know, is that to read, get a new license? Like, oh yeah, just have your photo taken and in the AA building, it, like it, you say. It took me about forty minutes to find it because I kept driving past because I kept <laughs> going. This is the address they told me to go to, but there's no giant government building that I have to sit in twenty different queues. To, yeah, you know, it's like, oh no, it's just this little lady in the back of this shop. Yeah. She's like. I handle this. Okay. You know, yeah. So that all those processes are so fascinating. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. 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 Can I ask you a question, Ryan? People say to me, they're always pulling me up on this. They're like, oh, you're just trying to make New Zealand sound so perfect and it can't be that perfect. You know, what's its faults? What would you say? What, uh, What would you say New Zealand's faults were? If someone said that to you, what would your answer be? Um, I think it's kind of some of the stuff we touched on. Some people would view some of these things as faults, like shipping, you know, it's, it takes forever to get some stuff. If it's not made here, it's going to take a while Mm. and any interruptions in shipping could affect your life. Um, Mm. You know, when, when, when somebody had blocked the Suez Canal, you know, there's yeah. stuff yeah, that we yeah. went, oh, I guess we won't have stuff for a while, <laughs> you know. Um, well, that goes the part things. of my normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, we get a lot of stuff from Australia, which is good. So yeah. that that shipping doesn't get messed up very much. Um, but you do, you just have to understand that stuff takes a while to get here. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, you know, I know, I, I know, I no country is perfect. You know, obviously, and I always say yeah. that it's like, of course, it's not perfect. Which country is? But I don't know. I I love New Zealand. I really do. You know. Yeah, I I I find it difficult to find faults at times. I know. Um, now there's there's still a lot of the same faults that that come in, but I feel like the big difference is I think there's some stuff that New Zealand's trying to rectify. You know, mm. whether it's stuff like dealing with the the Maori, you know, um, just the the years of oppression. Yes. And the government is acknowledges it and says, look, we recognize it's a thing and we're going to try to do some stuff to help. Mm. But, it, it, you know, and just at least saying we know there's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Is at least enough to make people go, oh, you're trying to think about it and you're trying to work through these issues. Mm. And it's not, you know, and so I think even when you look at some of those faults, you know, the housing prices, mm. everybody knows, everybody that lives in New Zealand knows that the housing prices are ridiculous. Okay. Mm. And they've just shot up and the government is trying to do stuff. Now people will argue back and forth the best way to handle those things. Right. But acknowledging that it's a problem is the, is the best start. Mm. Right. Cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of countries that just won't They'll say that's not a problem or they'll yeah. just look and they'd say stuff like, well, the housing prices rising are great. Right. I mean, everybody's getting equity in their homes and blah, 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 blah. Mm. And, and, you know, there's a lot of people going, but the poor people, you know, and mm. <laughs> so to be able to at least go, we know that's a problem. Yeah. And we're working on it. Yeah. You know, we haven't found the solution yet, but we're trying different things. And, you know, hopefully that'll work out at some point. Mm. Um so I think that's the biggest thing. So when I look at some of those kind of, okay, this could be better. There's at least an acknowledgement that people are trying to make it better. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for answering that. Yeah. I just, it's, it's always yeah. interesting to hear how other people would, would, you know, what, what their answer would be, but yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, right. Oh, look, we're up to 40, 50 minutes already. So I just want to, <laughs> I, well, knew, I didn't know. My I... son appearing, we can edit that out. <laughs> Um, before we go, what would you say? Because people, um, they're coming over and they're shipping their stuff and they said, that, please, will you ask Ryan what he what he didn't bring that he wished he'd had and what he brought that he thought, why did I bring that? What would you say? Yeah, I, I think for the most part, we didn't. Um, I don't know that there's anything we regretted not bringing. Right. Um, there's a couple, there, there, there's a couple of small things, small personal items that we probably wanted to bring. Um, but that just kind of goes to the overall thought process of, I think if it's meaningful to you, figure out a way to bring it. At least yeah. if you're going to be here long-term, um, if it's not meaningful, ditch it, just, just get rid of it. Um, but how do you just, decide if it's de- meaningful or not? Because like at first you think everything's meaningful, don't you? It's hard you gotta, to do that. Yeah, you got to you gotta Marie Kondo that stuff. You know, <laughs> you, you got to like, does this bring me joy? Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Have so, I worn this so, in the last three years? Or yeah, does yes. it bring me joy? Or, yeah, it's a good tip. Yeah, yeah. So, so I say stuff like furniture, don't. Don't even, really? again, unless it's like, unless it's grandmother's, ancient thing that you absolutely have to have don't bother um i remember we just decided to basically sell everything when it came to furniture Mm. um and we were glad we did um why were you glad that you did 
because we we ended up replacing this stuff a lot cheaper than we thought. Oh, really? Would. That's interesting. Um, yeah, because at least in Auckland, I can tell you in, in Auckland, um, there's a lot of good secondhand shops. Right. There's a lot of op shops and there's a lot of, but there's a lot of good secondhand um, furniture shops. So we ended up not spending a whole lot of money to, you know, completely furnish a four bedroom home, you know, and we actually had budgeted quite a bit more than we spent. So that was, that was nice. Um, and, and realistically, I mean, the furniture that you might think you want might not work with the space. That's true. Um, That's true. Cause with, especially in the U S where we, you might have a lot of bigger mm-hmm. furniture and the houses here don't tend to be as large. Yep. Um, so there's a, there's a lot of, a lot of that kind of thought process that bringing your giant sectional couch might not fit in your, in your Kiwi home. (laughs) Um, yeah. And, and so when you talk about stuff like, and you know, it's like, do you really want to bring your bed when the beds aren't the exact same sizes? And then you'd have to try to figure out sheets to fit your beds and to do those kind you know, so there's a lot of just those little logistic things. Um, I, I, you know, electronics and stuff, I say pretty much keep them at home, <laughs> sell them, get rid of them, unless, unless you know with absolute certainty that it will work with the different voltage. Mm. Um, because the little converters usually don't convert the voltage. And I fried several things. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, because a lot of like, let's say laptops and stuff, you, you get a different power cord and everything's fine because they're built to go all over the world. Mm. I've, I, I think my PC, my desktop actually had something that I plugged in and it took seconds to fry, um, just cause it, it just wasn't prepped for it. Mm. So, so that kind of stuff. Um, so that's just going to be my, um, long winded answer on that. If it's meaningful, bring it. If it's not close, bring, yeah. I will tell you close, bring them because it's going to take you a while to figure out where you like to shop. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. So for no other reason than that, you know, just to be able to go, all right, I think just before I moved here, I bought, you know, like several packs of socks and underwear just because I'm like, I know these work and I'm going to be happy with these. Yeah, yes, yes. We did the same. Yeah, we did the same. We went to Marks and Spencer's before we came over and we bought like a load of, I bought a load of underwear because that's, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, and you'll eventually figure out that that some of the op shops have some really nice stuff and that yeah, kind of thing. And yeah. but you 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 start realizing what stores you like and what you like to shop mm. and you know what you're looking for. But when you first come over, there's so many things you're thinking about. The last thing you want to do is to say, "I need a new shirt." Yeah, you know, it's it just you don't want that to have to be part of what's on your radar. Yeah. You know, we um, we we brought everything. We when we came from the UK, we brought everything basically, and oh, really? yeah, we did. And so it's interesting to talk to someone who didn't because actually, I agree with you on so many points. We've got we've still in our garage. We've got um, two tables that we've never been able to bring out because we don't have the room for them. So they're there. And like you say, when you get on the when you get when that shipping container leaves and you get on the plane, you have that feeling of lightness, don't you? And you almost I don't yeah. know. I, when our stuff turned up, I mean, I know the kids were like really excited because they had all their toys and stuff. But I think if I was to do it again, I think I would do exactly the same as you just said. I would just I would yeah. get rid of as much as I can and just bring bare minimal. But yeah, yeah I, I think we recognized that it takes months, months to get your stuff here. Mm. OK, so 
if you if you need it, if you need something, you're going to have already gone out to buy it. And if you didn't need it, then why did you spend the money to ship it? <laughs> you know, that's that's yeah. the mentality that yeah. I think we got to. So we did ship some toys and that kind of stuff. I, I can say it probably the only thing I kind of regret not bringing. I sold my um, I sold a lot of my music stuff. Right. Um, and that I kind of regret. I'm like, oh, I wish I still had my guitar, you know, that kind of stuff. But I ended mm. up replacing it and all. But um, yeah, so stuff like that. That mm. I was like, oh, that guitar did bring me joy. I should have brought that. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. But aside from that, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because shipping shipping is expensive. Even even doing it on the cheap, it's it's not super cheap. How much did you so. pay for your shipping? Um. Uh, we ended up, and this was four years ago, I think we managed to get, I want to say it was 54 boxes is what we ended up shipping. Okay. Because in a container it, or? Yeah, 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 in a container. We 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 found a shipping company because from the States, there's, there's a couple of like major providers that are ridiculously expensive. I mean, like my first quote was something like $12,000. Mm. And we were like, <laughs> um, and I talked to another smaller shipper and it was something like four, I wow, want to say somewhere around four. It was, it was a huge Ooh. difference. And I, and I actually asked him why, because, you know, again, American, it, it started triggering, like, what am I not getting? Are you just going <laughs> to burn my stuff? Yeah. Um, so, but the big thing is like the big, the big people, they come in, you're, you're paying for their name first off. But you're also paying, they send out a team of people to pack all the boxes, write the notes of everything that's in the boxes so that everything is, it's got a nice shipping manifest and everything's perfect. And, and then they load everything into the, into the thing. The company I went with, they said, we're going to send you one guy in a truck mm. and you're going to help him load. Okay. You have to fill out your manifest of what's in those boxes. Okay. And, and that's basically what it is. You do most of the legwork yeah. and we'll, and we'll just handle the shipping side of things and that's it. Mm. Um, and that's why it was know, cheaper. Yes. That's so but true. But for the price difference, I, I'll do it. Yeah. I'll do it all, you know? Yeah. See, when, yeah. when we came over, we used Pickford's, which is a big company in the UK and it's a big company over here or they, you know, and we, we went for that, you know, the white glove service because yes. I, I don't know why, but we felt like we were quite wealthy when we were coming over to New Zealand. <laughs> I, I, the, the dollar was a lot. Like, I think it was almost three to one or something like that. Oh, and it wow. was, yeah, it was just bliss. And so we did, we went, oh no, we can have the guys coming in and packing it all up and shipping it. And, but yeah. like you say, if it, the, the difference in price, God, 12 grand to four grand. I'll pack it myself. Thanks. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I just spent a lot of time doing that. I'm sorry. Aww. I did up the manifest and then, and then, yeah, it was very much like, oh yeah, we just hire like some local movers to, to bring the stuff to your house. You know, it's like, yeah. we don't even know who we'll use until it gets there. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah. it all worked out and, in the end. Yeah. 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 So we, we, we got what we wanted to. And then really probably again, out of those 54 boxes, there was probably, a good third of them that we went, Oh, why did we bring this? Yeah, yeah. So, I hate this. <laughs> I know. Like, oh, yeah. We replaced that anyway. Yeah. What's the point? You know? Oh, Ryan. Well, thank you so, so much um, for just 
that all that valuable information is honestly i yeah it was, i'm so happy yeah. that you came on and shared that with us because oh, yeah, yeah it's been an absolute joy and you're gorgeous to talk to and it's just <laughs> i think we could just talk forever couldn't we it's just like oh yeah, yeah. tell us the story <laughs> yeah yeah well I, I i hope you can pare this conversation down to no know, i'm not i'm manageable level no because what i'm going to do with this i'm going to just put it on my podcast which the podcast you, people love it you know it's just they love yeah. as much information as they can get and I know that when I was coming to New Zealand and probably the same with you you could listen for hours and hours about stuff that you needed to know so no I'm not taking yeah. anything out of this absolutely not yeah and, and sometimes I just miss the the starkly practical stuff I tend to be a very practical person so I like to hear those very like do not do this yes. do this and here's why yeah okay yeah <laughs> so. that's absolutely brilliant well I'm sure this won't be the last time me and you talk but um until the next time I speak to you yeah. thank you so much thank you so much excellent Ryan. no worries thank okay. you I'll speak to you soon cheers bye bye Thank you so much for joining us this week on the podcast. We have loved having you here. If you guys could subscribe to us on iTunes and leave us a five-star review. Oh yeah, that would be nice. That would be absolutely amazing. And make sure to share the podcast with your friends. And if you'd like to hop over to the blog, find one of the little boxes that ask you to drop your email. I will send you a newsletter every week letting you know when we have released our new podcast. That will go straight into your (laughs) inbox. So it's www.com itsadrama.com Alright guys, enjoy the rest of your day and we will see you next week for another podcast. Look forward to it. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.